Hello and welcome to an all new Marvel cast, Explosion Network's hub of all things Marvel. We're going to talk about everything MCU and beyond, from Avengers and Defenders to Alars and Eros. My name is Ashley Hobley, joining me today, Ultimate Kieran Marchant. I don't feel so good, Mr. Hobley. It's going to be alright. <laughs> also joining us, Astonishing Don Blight. Hello, happy to be here to talk about Avengers Infinity War. Here's my quick comment about this movie, by the way. Watching these movies in order, it was kind of annoying because I remember after finishing Endgame being like, man, next time I watch Infinity War, I should just watch that and Endgame back to back and see how much better the experience is. But doing this podcast has fucked me because I have to stop and the next one we're doing well, is not Endgame. No, that's so. not true. You can just watch Infinity War again before you watch Endgame. I was going to say, you just watch it again. Let me be honest and tell you that that is not going to fucking happen. <laughs> I don't know. Just have to test the Endgame, theory. Th- this movie's two and a half hours. Endgame is three hours, just over three hours, I think. It's like Godfather 2 length. And now. <laughs> I mean, you threw out the possibility before, so why, why not now? Next podcast. Next uh, next rewatch. End of this phase, whenever we're doing the next one. That's it. Listen, go to... Machete go, order. Go to explosion.com slash support. Uh, if you hit a certain goal, Dylan will watch the two movies back to back. If you send me $15 on Kofi, I will rewatch Infinity War. I don't know why you'd pay me to do that, but there you go. Yeah. Challenge just saying, I, just saying, just much. saying, I'm just saying I've read it. I just, just saying my threshold's there to show how low it is. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're reasonably willing. It's just, you just need a little bit of incentive. Damn right. Yep. All right. Like well. all things. Yeah. Uh, with that, let's move into our discussion of Avengers Infinity War. The entire time I knew him, he only ever had one goal. To wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the Infinity Stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Thanos. We got one advantage. He's coming to us. We have what Thanos wants, so that's what we use. talk about this plan of yours. I think it's good, except it sucks. So let me do the plan, and that way it might be really good. Wow. Uh, released 2018, directed by Anthony Joe Russo, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, based on Avengers by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Benedict Cumberbatch, Don Cheadle, Tom Holland, Chadwick Boseman, Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Danny Guerrero, Letitia Wright, Dave Bautista, Zoe Zaldana, Josh Brolin, and Chris Pratt. The Avengers must stop Thanos, a intergalactic warlord, from getting his hands on all the Infinity Stones. However, Thanos is prepared to go to any lengths to carry out his insane plan. Uh, Kieran, how you feel watching Infinity War? Now, if I could compare Infinity War to a circus performer, they would be a clown trying to juggle, but this other dickhead cloud keeps, like, chucking them extra balls every couple seconds to keep juggling, and you're like, man, the cloud's doing an okay job of juggling, but, like, eventually he's gonna drop some of the balls, and he drops a couple balls, and you're like, oh, man, that's a bit disappointing. That, that is the... (laughs) (laughs) 
um that is the that is the 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 simile for this uh, movie because um it look there's a lot of characters to be fucking juggling around with and no wonder <laughs> for the second part of this movie they just snapped half the cast away they were like fuck <laughs> off for like most of the next movie because that was some shit to deal with back there um yeah. no i think it, this movie does have uh, a couple it's not pacing issues it's more balancing issues how it's balanced between different characters um and the interesting threads about which characters it focuses on like i think uh Star-Lord and F- gamora get a lot of more focus in this movie than i remembered um and of course tony stark is a very kind of centralized focalized point throughout this movie um i think this movie does some interesting decisions like killing off loki and um Heimdall. Isra- and heimdall that's it i was gonna call him his real name um and gamora and and no, well no just those two at the start in the opening scene okay kind of this is where and i mentioned last week of black panther that i think both um killmonger and thanos are both really well written villains and probably as he's right to be i think thanos is the best written villain throughout the entire mcu because not only is his writing and his narrative good they set him up really well that opening scene where he kicks the living crap out of the hulk and thor and kills two kind of largest characters in the mcu straight off the bat is like oh fuck right and oh Novacore's just been fucking blown up off screen has it okay sweet um it's just a case of um like you immediately set the stakes of what Thanos is even though we've been building to him this whole time and people are like oh he should be the big bad guy it's like oh no he he really is the big bad guy he he is and he's set up to be a good villain um there are definitely for me very giddy moments of characters kind of interacting and teaming up or um just little stuff that i i look forward to with the future of um the mcu like i really love the interactions between doctor strange and spider-man even though there's only a couple i think it's like that lends me to more hope for those kind of connections down the line as well cool uh dylan what would you think watching infinity war uh, yes, yeah, so I, I feel about it the same I've always felt about it, which is that it's a it's a it's an enjoyable fucking clusterfuck with way too many characters and like it's it's literally no way out. it cannot dig its way out of its its setup. Like it is the whole premise of the movie is a million characters. It's all the comic books that Dylan hates the most, and here you go, it's it's all happening on your screen. And you know that brings with it some cool moments and pluses, but at the same time, it just makes it a giant like especially coming off black panther last week what we're down to earth lots of time for like character building and cool little character scenes and moments this movie from the get-go is just like fucking bro <laughs> like, like there is and it's so funny because it goes for two and a half hours but there is little, little to know like every now and then someone will have like a little quip or a joke and they're like yeah that was our that was our break scene you know you know that scene where tony and uh, Spider-Man talk for two seconds before they, they do the whole let's save Doctor Strange. That was like a little break. Now we're back into the action. Then they have a couple of bit of break and then they're into the action. And then like, let's have this little scene where Thor's making some jokes. Now we're back into the action. Like the movie is basically nonstop and it's kind of kind of disorientating, to, to, I, I find, to a degree. I think and there's, there's no time for character moments to breathe, except for the only one that I think gets the most time to breathe really is um thor and rocket's conversation on like while they're kind of traveling i think that is given a lot of time for kind of thor to decompress a little bit about all of his family issues and stuff like that but um like it's weird that like captain like america is is not really a 
all he is is go places and fight kind of character, other than maybe the small section at Avengers Tower, or Avengers HQ, whatever that place is actually called now. Um, everything else for him is he's like, go to this place, start fighting, go to this place, start fighting. It's like, it's, there's not much kind of... Um, I, know if it's, um, I know if it's a hot take, but you know how originally they announced this as a Finley War Part 1 or 2, and then obviously it became Finley War in Endgame? I kind of wish it was Infinity War Part 1 and 2, and then Endgame was the un- unbeknownst third act to this thing we didn't see coming, because there's just... Not, not only would I prefer to see this movie somewhat slowed down and still have the, the cool bombastic action scenes, but I also just feel like there's a lot... like And we talked about a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Thor, like how sort of jarring the, the start of this movie is and whatever else, and the whole like, oh yeah, Nova Corp, they're fucked, you know, Xander gone whatever like i just feel like there's so so much even for people like us who watch and keep up with these movies there's so many little things that even i'm like what like you know like what happened where thing off screen explanation where are all the asgardians like i can't imagine being someone who just watches these movies it doesn't really think about them until the next one comes out and then you know you're watching this and you're like i can't where was thor last time what it's just very very confusing and needed i just feel like they're just i don't know as i was saying finley war should have been two movies maybe and then we should have got endgame maybe just that's my thoughts but look i do enjoy the movie maybe i gave it like a seven on track got, or whatever but it's not like i hate it it's just now maybe we should have got infinity war part two instead of ant-man and the wasp possibly oh that was, <laughs> was wow that's like yeah i was waiting wow. for a bit more Defense, a bit more resistance to that. Wait, wait, wait. Do I have to? You're saying that movie never exists? Or, that movie never exists. Just... Like they put part two instead of that movie. No, nah, because that movie's better than this movie. So I'm keeping <laughs> <that one. laughs> talk about that in a couple weeks. Great movie. Next, next week. Next week. Next week is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, finally. Like I'm watching it after we finish recording. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I really enjoy this film. I think it's it's a big. It's kind of the combination of everything we've been building towards. I love all the interactions between all the different characters. I don't, yeah, obviously there's very little character development in this film. I think probably the actual character who gets the most development in this film is Thanos, um, who goes from that purple guy who shows up at the end of the, in the end credits of films to an actual three dimensional character with emotions and motives yeah. and. And, um, and here's my here's my one on that quickly. Here's my one thing for the new Marvel phase we're in: introduce the big bad earlier, and let the and build that character throughout the next five, ten years, however long you want to do it. And don't just give them after credits end scenes, and then have to do what they do in this film, which is all right. Let's actually explain who the fuck this person is now well, in one movie really, and why we should care about them. Thanos <laughs> is the protagonist of this movie. Like honestly, like he is the the protagonist of everything. Is really centered around his character growth, um, and around his choices and decisions throughout this movie. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, I think it's as balanced as it possibly could be. Um, I think obviously the one weak section is the well, the weakest section is the Thor making Stormbreaker section. Uh, Why you don't like Peter Dinklage doing his <laughs> fucking giant voice? No. Thor! <laughs> Can I say, his hands being, like, welded really did not impede his, like, building that <laughs> so, I can't help. I, was, I laugh. He's like, look what they did to my hands! <laughs> I mean, they, he couldn't make any more moulds is the problem going forward. 
point, that's, got all that would have been pissed. Mm. Just like I've got all the mods, man. Yeah. Just, just. But that what was, if you wanted to make something new? Can't. That and and one example where the, the, the you know he didn't cut him in half. You know, you know what else didn't is kill half of the species. He killed like ninety nine percent of it. Yeah. You know what else is horrible about, about that whole sequence, Ash? What? Teenage Groot, what a cunt. I don't understand your problem with Teenage Groot. I know he's a bit angsty. I know. I, I think <laughs> that there's some solid develop, character development there with Groot, you know? Yeah, sacrificing his arm to, yeah. to make it the It goes axe. back. That's, actually, for me, that's metal as fuck. Like, that is just like, that. that's where I'm like, that's fucking, good on you, Groot. Just fucking. That would, that, that piece of metal was heated by a dying Tsar. That's got to be hot as fuck. Surprising, <laughs> surprising his arm didn't catch fire, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is hot as fuck. Yeah, you're right. But you're like, right. It probably is hot as fuck. at the it's like, how cool is that weapon now that it actually has Groot's arm like, as the handle? Like, that's fucking, that makes that even I mean, cooler. It is a cool weapon. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoy it. I think, you know, the, I don't, I think it's a big, dumb event film. Uh, that you don't need. You've already, that's why you've been building up all these characters over these last 10 years. So you can have this movie where you don't need to have extensive character development. Um, but yeah, I think there's like four or five like core characters. Uh, like you said, Tony, Doctor Strange. Uh, Vi- I, I mean, Vision cool. and Wonder in this is really important. Uh, you get the first true look at their relationship, which goes on to be explored in WandaVision. Um, yeah, that that scene stood out. Obviously, watching One Division at the moment because I remember the first time watching this, being like, "Damn, son, they're actually like, you know," because you see Wonders and Ben and stuff, and you was like, "Oh shit!" Like that relationship, they're actually serious. But now <laughs> that we're watching One Division, we're like, "I'm like, look, this is just typical life. I'm used to this." Yeah, this now. is what happens. Um, Wait and see what happens, Wanda. We know what you're gonna do. <laughs> I guess the character for me that I hadn't obviously when I, I think I haven't really watched this movie many times since theaters, but. I think I sat watching this movie thinking a lot about Peter, like about Quill's storyline in this one because, like, because of the hate he got after the film's release. Not just the hate that he, well, not just because of the hate, but it's like, okay, throughout Guardian so far, we've built up that Peter vehemently cares about people, like he's cared loved ones are the people that he wants to die for and he will do anything for, and he had that in his mother, he had that in Yondu, um, he's now got that in Gamora, especially as well as the rest of the kind of the guardians the guardians but then this character then pulls up the courage or the um the grit or knowing that he he cares about somebody so much that when they ask him to shoot them he pulls up the courage and does it and it means nothing and thanos just fucks with him in that moment of like bubbles right (laughs) like like bubbles like just the fact that like like so, no wonder like Peter loses his shit like about an hour later. Like, there's no wonder because he just woke up, worked up the courage to try and kill somebody that he loved. Like that is fucking insane. So I think this that storyline has so much more kind of narrative to it, narrative like grit and and work been put into it than I think a lot of people give it credit for. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I gotta be honest. I hate the guardians in this movie. Do you Boo! Really? Boo! I don't think they. I don't think they're written. I I think they. I think that 
there's a lot more focus put on them being the the com the comedy side of the the movie, and that's sort of the role they're given straight up is just to be the the co the comedy. Other than Gamora, um, I feel like you know even even on the rewatch, and maybe it's because I we have Guardians. I've watched Guardians one, two, and now this in the, the closest proximity that I've ever watched all of these movies together. Obviously, but even like Drax's I'm Invisible stuff seems even more like. It's one big long joke that seems to be built off his smaller joke from the first film of being like, I would, you know, it would never go over my head. I would catch it, which is a, a small throwaway line. And now it's like a whole. I feel like Drax. I don't know. Drax feels dumber in this than he. It's probably because though, the, the thing is, though, they're trying to. Okay. So instead of where we say Guardians 1, I think I refer to Guardians 1 as catching lightning in a bottle. This is for the Russos. They're trying to catch that lightning in, like, a small, like, vial. Like, they're trying to catch it in a much smaller time frame and in a much more unique moments because they don't have the moments to spend on the characters to build and let them have those comedy moments and have those um, well-built moments like they are throughout the Guardians movies where they're given the whole movie to have those moments and, and have that where it's, like, where somebody's probably been, like, Okay, we need to have, if we're going to have Drax in this movie, we need to have like a Drax-like moment where he has, says something funny like his character would or something like that. And they kind of, they're trying to have bite-sized pieces. And even though I made a joke about it, it's probably very much why like they get rid of half of the cast for Endgame. Endgame is, that this movie allows Endgame to be the more narratively explorative piece that that movie is compared to this one where there is so many people so they're just like we just need to get through all the action and everything get through the events of infinity war so we can get to end game and, and spend a bit more time with those characters there as aside from my teenage greed hate i'm pretty sure i saw on twitter the other day or an interview where james gunn said he wasn't a big fan of what they did with Groot in this movie either so i was like ha did you feel validated were you like yes yeah, yeah. very very fucking validated I bet you did. very james james gunn's like i got a baby it's very cute how great's that I will he say, was the one who made him a teen. Nah, that, he did he make him a that. teen. Nah. In also, the end credits of Guardians mm, Two. Nah. Mm. How do we know he shot that? Who else would have shot that? You reckon all the after credit scenes are always shot by the? That most of the time, they're never shot by the director of the actual movie. They're uh, usually from know. the people who are doing the other movies. Oh, I don't know, but what I will—I I think that was uh, because of all the other shots in that. In the with the obviously you've got the Sean Gunn bit with the the headpiece, and then you've got the Sylvester Stallone segment. You know, yeah, three's a good yes. number. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, the the bit that gets me, and I I completely forgot about it, was um, Thor introducing Groot to Captain, and Captain being like, "I am." Steve Rogers, and I was like, man, you're just so fucking wholesome. Like, yeah. you're just so fucking inclusive and fucking hell, Steve. I forgot about the I forgot about the whole uh, Thor being like, uh, hi, Captain, uh, I see you've copied my beard. <laughs> <laughs> Haircut. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, I th also, sorry, really swiftly, Rocket being like, can I have that arm? No, oh, can I have that gun? It's not for sale. Mm. Can I have that arm? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I will get that arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, even though Thor had like one of the weaker segments of the, the movie, I think he probably had like a really emotional uh, kind of arc and one that continues in Endgame. 
like something that progresses uh, all the way through uh, him dealing with the events of the opening of the film and the film prior uh, and talking stuff out. Like, I love that scene with the Guardians when they first pick him up. You know, I think... Uh, <laughs> Star-Lord, are you, are you making your voice deeper? No, this is my normal voice. It's like... You know? so intimidated so yeah i'm very happy that we'll be getting more of that in love and thunder i think is all the guardians are going to be in that at least for a little bit um and i'm sure you'll be you'll trust taika to handle the guardians more proper dylan uh we shall see i mean i i really just felt like you'll kill them all off first i i I just do feel like the guardians are used for 90 percent comedy in this movie like and i understand that people would be like yeah but they were always the funniest marvel characters i'm like okay but i just feel like they could have used a a little bit like if you look at the movie they are primarily the comedic um all the the gamara stuff super hilarious no other than that i think the weirdest character that's used for the most comedy throughout this movie is bruce banner well, you know how I feel about them misusing his uh, trauma like, from Ragnarok. It's, it's super interesting having that storyline of the Hulk not wanting to come out and being scared about coming out, which sadly never really kind of developed or kind of... Yeah. Never Ma- imagine how The solution I, is imag- we fuse them together. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how I felt complaining about that scene of Ragnarok when we watched it, then this movie comes out and they're like, now they're just playing up the, I don't want to, oh, fuck you, Hulk, how dare you have PTSD? <laughs> <laughs> like it's just yeah it's one of those things where it's very um like his he's just used as like you know it's a lot of uh impotence jokes throughout where he's like oh i, I can't make it happen like i can't i can't like it, this doesn't normally do this like normally it works straight away like it's just kind of played on for that comedy element for the majority of this movie um that is probably the weirdly used character for that kind of thing throughout this yeah i guess i mean it would have been nice to see like I, when you think about it, this is the last time we see this Hulk, and maybe mm-hmm. the last yeah. time he we gets see his this ass Hulk. handed to him, and then that's the last time we see him. Yeah. Well, out of at this point in time, there's you know. Well, I mean, like straight up green version of Hulk. This is the last time you see him, right? Well, as far as we count know, the unless something happens down the line where they you should count again. traveling in time. I yeah. mean, there it are... could be. There's so many iterations of the Hulk that anything is really possible. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, there's not really any building the MCU this episode because it's kind of all been built. Uh, it's destroying the MCU. Yeah, kind of destroying hey. it. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Heimdall, uh, Loki, Gamora. Uh, Gamora. Only one of those is really not coming back, though. Well, I mean, that we I, know of, because at the same time, it's very easy true. for those for those two characters to be brought back somehow. No, we know is... we know for a fact Gamora's going to be back, and we know for a fact oh, that yes. Loki's going to be back. Uh, did he confirm it, or is it just con- uh, assumed that Gamora's back? Well, no, assumed. Gamora is back, because you, yeah. you see her in Endgame. You see her in Endgame. Well, no, but, but uh, maybe my Endgame rewatch will answer this question, but I always felt like they kind of left it ambiguous because you never yeah. actually saw if, yeah, if Tony's true. Tony's Snap, click got rid of her yeah. or not. Yes. Yeah, and well, I felt like I they left like, it ambiguous. No, because I feel like then that would be a weird considering the storyline that was developed then with Quill and her. I, I agree. We'll talk and about the end it. Of I, I agree. And, I'm, I, yeah. and if he was to ask me my odds, I'm going to say 90, 90% yes, sure yeah, that she's yeah. going to be in Guardians 3, but I still... That's from where, memory, feel like it's ambiguous as of Endgame. That's where the time travel and everything with 
Endgame is just confusing as fuck, as I've said multiple times. Love I know it. we're jumping ahead too much, but I just, I just want to say I I always I don't mind the way they brought Gamora back because it is technically a new character. So that's cool. It's fine with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh. Then Stanley siding. We got Lee appears as the driver of Peter Parker's school bus. When students on the bus watch Ebony Moore's ship arriving, the driver says, "What's the matter with you kids? You never seen a spaceship before." He probably Good, one, Stan. Good one, Stan. Good one, Stan. Much one, better delivery than this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How do these kids not see all the stuff that happens? They're New Yorkers. They how do, how the does the, the, the bloody taxi behind the bus when Peter Parker just flies outside of it not, not realise that there's a kid hanging off the side of the Well, the he bus, put the mask which, on. You know, like, yeah, not a, once he I'm, got I'm sure they would have worked out as a school kid, but yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that's been your Stan Lang sighting for this week. Uh, most, most marvelous moment. Uh, Kieran, what's your most marvelous moment from Avengers: Infinity War? It is when Thor, Rocket, and Groot arrive on the battlefield. For me, there is like this giddy nerd moment where I geek out every time I watch that scene. Because were you sad that they didn't play immigrant song? <laughs> we all know how I feel about immigrant song. Um, that um, like, I, I think, I think someone great. cut it to immigrant song from memory. Oh, really? That's they the did. Thing. It was on Twitter. That's yeah. sad. That's it went around at some yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but no, I think it's a great moment. I really love the impact it has. Um, going into it, where um, it is definitely kind of a, one of the the moments where the tide is turning in the battle, and I, I like the interactions that follow from it the most. Okay, Dylan, what's your most marvelous moment? train subway car whatever it is passes by blink 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 shadow of a man appears behind goosebumps go upon your arms what steps forward is sex in a human form it's captain america with a fucking (laughs) sexy ass beard he's here to save the day oh my god (laughs) best moment of the movie fucking i remember my crowd and my cinema lost their fucking shit and i I was like yeah fucking yeah best moment of the movie yeah, it's Nothing surpasses that, and that's like how far is that in? That's like halfway hour into the movie. Yep. Delete the rest of it. Can't like, get better than that. How lucky were they that they got to that train station? They could they yeah. could have been knocked anywhere in that city. They got knocked I to presume. the train station. Yeah, it's, it's, it was it's, a big train station. Like there was. A it was. Of, it was freaking like, huge. Yeah. Like the fact Not that they is- could work out which platform they were on is actually impressive in itself. Shout out to the fact that there's zero people in fucking whatever city that is. By the way, fucking night time. They close the trains. Yeah, in sure. Scotland. No, no, no. Scotland? Okay, yeah, so yeah. in Scotland, not a single person walks around past midnight. Like, yeah, fuck off. Um, nah, they're they're all like, we don't want, we don't want civilians here because we, we don't want to have to explain how no civilians are getting killed during this sequence. So we'll just make sure that they're all, they've had the little wee nightcaps and they've stepped out for din-dins. Um, so uh, other than Captain America stepping forward, which makes that scene stand out, I also just think in general... Secret Avengers look fucking killer during that scene. Like, they're all kicking ass. Like, not just Cap. Like, Black Widow looks great. Fucking Falcon looks great. Everyone kicking ass during that scene, you know? Do you reckon in Black Widow we'll see a dye hair blonde at the end? Uh... Maybe, maybe not. It's a very, it's a very specific, con- <laughs> very like, specific reference for, like, five people in a cinema going, Aha! Wait, that's <laughs> how it happens. <laughs> Oh, is that the point? So Black okay, Widow set between where, Civil yeah. War and this. Yeah. So, you know, crazy. Uh, I'm going to pick the snap, you know, 
bad guy wins. It's not very marvelous. It's a. Uh, it's pretty unmarvelous, I'd say. So I, mean, I mean, it's a bold move. I think, <laughs> even though we it was going to be they knew it was going to be undone within one film. Uh, still a year away, separated before we knew what was actually going to happen, how it was going to be fixed. Uh, you know, and all these people like fading away. Obviously, the ones that hit you hard, Groot, like fading away in rockets. You super sad. Bucky fading away. First one you see, even his arms gone. That's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> and then of course Peter. I mean. I'll never, I'll never forget the woman two rows behind me going, Spider-Man, like with the most like heartbroken <laughs> tone in her voice. I think she brought into it. Like, it was one of the few people, unlike me sitting there jaded going, oh, he'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> They'll fix this. She was like, he's gone forever. He'll be back. Not he's already my boy a, Pete. There's already Not my another, boy Peter. There's already another film him. slated with his name. To be fair. I was like, I turned around in my seat. I'm like, lady, they've already announced the next fucking movie. <laughs> no, but you idiot. <laughs> again, just like in Homecoming, there's that high pitched moment in that sequence where he's hugging Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah he turns into like a little kid. Yeah, it's it's hard to watch. Uh, but yeah, so that's it it's heartbreaking it, every time. I, I give it that. It is very heartbreaking. I just find it. It's. It's funny that how, that how a lot of people were so hooked in and I just, you know, for, for, for those of us who were clued in, it was like, this is a sad scene, but it's completely ruined the, by the fact they have already announced there's a fucking, like, it would have, I just still think that, that scene would have been better if they'd never announced the movie and apparently we put all that blame on Sony because it was Sony who wanted to announce that they were doing Far From Home or, or whatever, whereas Marvel, oh, okay, yeah. so the story goes, so the story goes, Marvel did not want to announce another Spider-Man movie until down the line, but Sony wanted to for, um, you know. Financial reasons. Financial reasons, yeah, so. But it kind of fucks Well, the... I mean, if you think about it, if they didn't put out that film in 2019, that movie would have been pushed to 2020. And then that movie would have been pushed to 2021. So, uh... the option was, do we get a call? But not pushing the movie, it's more it's not more announcing not it prior it to Infinity until, War being out. Until Endgame comes out, and then you're like, and there's a new Spider-Man coming out next year. See, look, they could have if, even announced it before Endgame. I just think announcing it prior to Infinity War was yeah, a, mistake, a real yeah. buzzkill on the scene. That's not like I don't well, think, I think anybody who thought into the business structure of the the movie was very much like, "Oh, these all these people are coming back." I mean, you killed off Black Panther, who's the biggest second highest grossing movie of that year. Uh, you're not going to get rid of. I know, but just, just, just let me have a little. Let me just buy know. into the kayfabe a bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, exactly. Just... Buy into kayfabe. <laughs> fucking bunch of marks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? No, I don't want Dylan to shit. Yeah, how'd you? How'd you be for Gamora's final demise? Thanos, you know, throwing off for the bridge. I thought. I, I, I thought the Nebula the Gamora she, thing she kind greens- of paid off. The relationship yeah that that is mm-hmm. good nebula yep. is quite good in this movie but i, I by the, my shout outs to this are two things and th- two things i noticed in this movie that i i'd never actually noticed before a dr strange's hands they've actually still got all the, the, the scars, scars on yep. his fingers i never noticed that before i was, obviously wasn't paying enough attention i should they only use do that for like close-ups close-ups yeah. where people could actually see it or whatever so that was one thing i never actually paid attention to before and then the second thing was that when gamora, gamora gets uh, uh 300 off the 
the the thing there. She uh she bleeds green, which I yeah, never no, noticed I before. noticed that today. I was like, wow. Yeah. I never know. Bleed. I'm like, that's blood. Like that's I know the it's the first not time blood, anyone in this film has bleed bled in this universe. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was trying to think. I'm like. <sighs> That is a lot of blood. Like, if that was red, would that have been allowed? Or was it only allowed because she's an alien and it's great? Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, definitely. Also, can I say, Th- Thanos, being the character that he is, that he's all CGI, the CG in this movie for him is really good. Like, the performance and the facial capture that's done through him is actually, like, it's, you, you kind of, it captures a lot of his own emotion and everything. It's not just like a, oh, it's a CG person being sad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for the. I got, I got, hold on, I just remember one. My last, my last shout out is after credit scene. I, I, I laughed again because I kind of forgot that when uh, Nick Fury starts fading away, you get Samuel Jackson going, <laughs> "Mother!" Fu- <laughs> that was like so good. Uh, yeah, I actually forgot that was it. there was an end credit scene. I thought, really? Yeah, I would have. Yeah. I thought it was been... just Thanos will return, and that was it. Yeah, but, yeah. I thought. And I still think that would have been a better way, even though they were setting up Captain Marvel. It would still would have been cooler for there just to have been nothing at the end of this movie. Even no, I mean, it's a that. nice thing to get another because we've gotten so few glimpses yes. as to how the actual snap went down. Yeah. Um, that helicopter, but that yeah. dude blinks. You know, I'll see him because now after yeah. one division, slight spoilers, I guess, but it's a scene in one division. In case you're not watching, where we see something to do with the blink. Anyway, um, when that when that helicopter like smashes the building, I'm like. So, yep. does that person yes, blink back into the, the sky? This is the <laughs> I was like, does that person blink back into the sky? Or does he blink back into the helicopter, which is now rubble inside the building? Or does he blink inside the building? Or does he blink into a fucking place somewhere where the parts of the helicopter are? Like, what? Know, he blinks know, into right? the sky. <laughs> yeah. What are the rules? <laughs> Come on, Marvel. Let us know. We, went, we need yeah, to know. I need, these are the questions I need to answer how many people died in the blinking in the the blink back? Yeah. That, does that car that crashes in front of Nick Fury does? Did they just blink back into the car? Are they like, do they imagine, blink right? back into the road and get hit by a different car? Imagine you were walking <laughs> you were walking down the street when the blip happened. You blip back in, and then about 20, 30 seconds later, a car a passenger plane that was flying overhead just drops everybody around you. Just yep. like there, all the passengers are coming down. All yeah. the passengers are just yeah. like raining down around you. Like that'd yep. be fucking. Lit- literally, the safest people like gamers blink back in and shit, and they're like, "Fuck yeah!" Don't like this is why I never left my house. You know, like, <laughs> I was on my eighteen hours of Fortnite, fucking straight back into my sponsored gaming chair. I go. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, let's talk about comics recommendation for this week. I picked. Thanos Rising, written by Jason Aaron, uh, drawn by Simone Bianchi, uh, pretty much like an origin story for Thanos uh, within the like Marvel Comics universe, which is slightly different to the MCU, um, in which like Thanos is more, uh, he's not he's not obsessed with like fifty percent of people dying or not. You know, it's not his big thing. He's kind of like, is it his uh, big thing where he's in love with the freaking with death? May well, I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> uh, well, I just spoiled uh, it. I think it's Sorry. a yeah. It is. It definitely is building up the Mad Titan elements of Thanos and Mad Titan, uh, and I I found it like a really captivating read, even though uh, it is quite a, Thanos is quite a terrible person. But you know, it's like a there, there's a little bit of you that goes, oh, th- he's 
you know, feel bad for him a little bit. Um, yeah, but really interesting story. Um, beautifully drawn. Uh, you know, even his mother knew he was a little terrible person right at the start. He's almost a, tried to kill that childbirth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Dylan, you read this one as it was coming out, right? Yep. Back in back in the day. So this this was actually the first thing I ever read Thanos in. I never read Infinity War or anything. Like I never I never read a Thanos comic book. And uh, when this was started coming out, I'm like, this seems like a good point to jump in an origin story. Um, yeah, and no, I I think it's really good. I I think it got, does a good job at kind of trying to tempt you into feeling sorry for for Thanos in the first couple issues, and then being like, yeah, look, as much as his life had some a lot of terrible things happen into it he still made all these choices and he's actually the bad guy like it kind of te- teppers on trying to make you feel bad like feel yeah something for the bad guy but then be kind of pulling the rug out and be like no nah, he's actually just the bad dude <laughs> so you you don't really have to feel sorry for him he's uh he's made these choices on it on his own um i i definitely do enjoy more like this t- this has a lot of that one scene in Infinity War where he's like, I tried to tell all my people, you know, we should cut, you know, kill 50% of the population. Like, it, has, it deals a little bit with similar ideas he had for Titan in this comic um, for, for, like, what should be done to help his yeah. homeworld and that sort yeah. of stuff, uh, but not on a not global on scale. scale. Yeah. It's just more his his homeworld and and why the ideas and plans he has for to, to help his homeworld of Titan leads to him becoming known as the mad titan because as much as people i guess if they because mad titan makes it always sound like if you don't know anything about thanos it always makes it sound like he's a mad titan because he's a he's a big tall you know he's a titan he's a thing but it's like no he's his home planet is titan and he was named the mad titan because he's from titan so yeah yeah good good story yeah check that one out uh that brings to the end of this episode of all new marvel cars let us know what you thought of the of the film Avengers Infinity War or the comic Thanos Rising uh, on Twitter by going to explosion.com slash Twitter. Find all of us there. Uh, so you can just tweet at us about how, you know, we're right or wrong about certain elements about the film. Let us know your feelings on Teenage Group. Um, <laughs> on our next episode of our MCU rewatch, we'll be discussing Ant-Man and the Wasp. So make oh, sure you watch that yeah. just like Dylan will. And join us next time for another all-new Marvel cast.